You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Everybody and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 538. I'm your host, Chicky Mick. Alongside me, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Alex. Was there supposed to be intro music there? Did you guys not hear the intro? All music? we hear was "dang" twice. Really? Yeah. Did the chat hear the intro music? I'm waiting for a response. Chat, did you hear the intro music? Yes, they heard the intro music. You All guys right. didn't hear it? Nope. No. What we heard of was essentially the countdown for Rocket League, but uh, to start matches, but or I guess to for tip offs, but yeah, no, I didn't hear anything. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Just uh test. Focus you moron Did you guys hear that? Yes. Okay, that's because I had the wrong Skype microphone on. All right. Uh, the man, the myth, the myth, legend, it's Alex. Sorry I had to bust up your, your intro there. No, you're fine. I'm just trying to make sure everything's cool. It's you know? not. It's, it, no, it's never cool on this show. Yield is not with us this week as he's attending a children's birthday party, but we do have the bearded nerd. Cheers, exactly. everybody. Yeah, you might... I fucking hate you, Zach. And you did that on purpose, too. Because you were smiling the entire time. Cheers. What, uh, if we, what if we found out that Yield's, like, side job was he was a, a, a like, a performer at, at children's birthday parties. Like, he was, a, like, a clown or something like that. Uh, Zach, uh, Rick says, you are one sexy mofo. And he and he says, Tricky, you're looking good so far. Or, looking good, sir. We would see Alex, but, you know, he decides not to use his camera ever. Well, I also, you know, decide not to use my camera because it's going to likely slow down the computer and, and may freeze the computer and then I'll have to shut down and re reboot and uh, start all over again. So I'd just rather not go with that uh, with that nonsense. Well, good news for you, sir. I formatted one of my, my uh, 14 extra laptops. So I'm going to be sending it to you soon. Almost. Uh, that's very... Wait, wait, hold on. Was this one of these ones that was acquired um, through... Am I getting no. a track down no, for having no, one of these, no, these no, laptops? No, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. You know, I, I'm just, I'm just. We can talk about this off camera, but is this the hopper? I, I hope incident? it's a, I hope it's a camera that or a computer that I'm not gonna get tracked down or on some list for getting. No, no, no. Hold on a second. Sweet Mama D. Sorry. Oh, actually, not even gonna be able to see it uh, unless you go to Twitch. Go to Twitch real quick. I'm at Twitch. Not you. But thank you for being on Twitch. Uh, are you in the chat? Yes, I see you in the chat. Wait. Yeah. Hand me the, the the laptop that's on that table right there. Please. For now. Please. Uh, so that is a very cool laptop, Alex. I can't see, but I'll take your word for it. I told you to go to Twitch. Yeah, but that didn't happen. 
right, I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you. Oh, it okay. Uh, oh yeah. Oh dear lord. But yes, Zach, how are you doing, sir? Um, I I'm here. <laughs> it's been yeah. a week. It's a. Uh, uh, Rick wants to know: Is Yield moonlighting as John Wayne Gacy? Yes. I didn't mean to drive people in that direction with my clown comment earlier, but you know, I guess we'll find out someday on a Hulu or a Peacock special. No, jokes on you. He's uh, the new lead in Terrifier Two. What is Terrifier Two? Have you never seen the corny? It's a corny horror movie about a clown. It's like almost like a like he's completely silent, doesn't make any like doesn't talk, doesn't do anything. He just has a really weird like smile, like he just does the whole time. I have never ever heard this before. You should watch it. It's kind of corny, Wait, but it's pretty good. What what platforms is it available on? Uh, I will let you know uh, while Tricky moves on. Uh, yeah, let's go to our updated trophy count. I uh, am level 683, total trophies of 16,773 with 372 platinums. Alex? Yeah, we, uh, we really need you to pump those numbers up there, Tricky, because apparently the U.S. ain't doing too well when it comes to uh, the amount of trophies we're earning. I blame the haters, uh, a.k.a. Homer, a.k.a. Nitro, a.k.a. Levi. Did you, did you send me the agenda? Yes, I sent you the agenda. Are you sure? Because, uh... I'm positive. The last one I have here in my email is 814. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, I sent it to you. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I, I don't have it. Hold on. Bum, bum, bum. You, you uh, never had it. You didn't have it last time either. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Last time you had you had your notes and not Tricky's. All up. right. It was uh, all right. So, Alex, I'm going to send it to you on Facebook real quick. Why don't you just just read my trophies off? Let's let's say this. Let's quash this whole hullabaloo and just. You are at level 468, a total trophies of 8,062, with 127 Platinums and 126 games. Yield is level 479, with total trophies of 8,732, with 156 Platinums. Sid is level 673, with 15,128 Platinums. When that mofo got more Platinums, he's over 400, he's got 403. I'm about to slow him down. Zach... Zach is a level 138 with 484 total trophies and no platinums. Uh, you did say the last time we were on the show that the next platinum you get, you were... Uh, I was hoping it would be Spider-Man. But, yes. so when the PlayStation Premium service changed up, they had Spider-Man on the service for one day. They have not put it back on the PC version, so I have not been able to touch the game. Well, you can get the for PC now, right? Yeah, but it'd be on Steam. I wouldn't be able to get a platinum trophy in it. So the games that so the games that are on Steam, you can't get uh, PlayStation trophies. No. Hmm. You get Steam achievements. Well, I I know that, but I thought maybe they had a because doesn't Microsoft have their games? They're uh, different when you download them from from the Xbox application. They uh, they're, they're still linked to your account. Yeah. I mean, I know we, we skipped up. We didn't do the topic last week, but they're apparently uh, PlayStation is possibly launching their own uh, PlayStation or uh, uh, not PlayStation uh, PC app for la PC launcher. We didn't talk about it last week, but apparently PlayStation, there's uh, something in the code of Spider-Man, which indicates that PlayStation is going to be uh, launching their own PC launcher soon. 
Mm, I haven't heard anything about that. I know I have the uh, the only thing I use it for is uh, the only thing I use on my PC PlayStation is this PlayStation Premium. And Spider Man's not on. Not the not the original, and I think they took it off of there because of the PC release. So it would, it would counteract them making money on on PC if you could just pay the fifteen dollars for a month to play it. But wasn't that part of? The, I mean, wasn't that announced as part of one of the games that was supposed to come out? I thought that was Miles to... Morales. No, Miles thought... Morales is on there. I thought both uh, of them were supposed to be on there. They were both supposed to be on there, but I so when the service changed on the seventeenth of June, I logged on. I played a little bit of the original. Uh, I started it over, and then it literally the next day I went to go back to it, and it was not there anymore. And it hasn't been back uh, ever since. I, I haven't I haven't even looked in like the past week or so. But it, last time I checked, it wasn't there. All right, so uh, I don't know this for a fact, but maybe try this because maybe the original I, Spider Man and Miles Morales. I, I have no, it's not. I, I started I started Miles Morales because I couldn't play the other one. Okay. I say I've reinstalled it and done all the good the, the good hubba blue, um, and Alex to answer your question, uh, Terrifiers on Tubi, Roku Channel, Vudu, Amazon Prime, and Plex all for free. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Some questions from the chat. Uh, Nitro wants to know how I'm going to slow down Sid for beating me in plats. Uh, we're going to leave that uh, unanswered uh, because uh, Sid knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Basically, you have a bunch of easy platinum saved up that you're going to just do in January. But let, let's be honest, if Sid gets on a roll and he keeps this up and he's got a big enough lead, you may not be able to catch him. Oh, I will be able to catch him. Uh, Matt G says, Steam will note 100% games in your profile. You want to clarify what that means, Zach? Or do you know? Uh, I don't. It'll annotate that you've, that you've completed it 100%. I think uh, that's what he's talking about. Kayla says he's still working on Spider-Ham. Spider-Pig? Spider-Pig does whatever a spider-pig does. Uh, and Rick says he's he's only himself to blame for Waking the Beast. Yes, I am to blame, Rick. Uh, we'll, we'll leave that alone. Uh, and then Rick says Spider-Ham is a game he'd play. All right, let's get back to what we're doing. Uh, Zach, let's start with you. If you you seem a little distracted right now, do you want me to go to Alex first? Nope, you're fine. I was looking for my, uh, for, for my DualShock 4. But. Okay. Uh, so what are you playing? Zach. Oh, playing this week. I have been playing Apex. I started playing Warframe again and delved pretty deep back into that atmosphere. Um, I'm trying to get a certain weapon that will help me mainstream the rest of the of the storyline so that way I can just finish it really quickly. Um, what else have I been playing this week? Uh, I tried playing Sea of Thieves for the first time and I was not a fan. Uh, there was like no direction when it came to the quests that I was doing. It was like, hey, go do this, and then I'm just like, okay, and then I'm like, how the how do I do this though? So, um, yep, uninstalled that game fairly fairly quickly. Other than that, I think that's about it. Uh, and Dead Space, I am on chapter seven in Dead Space. Is this your your first time playing it? Yeah. Yep, it was for our um, for our uh, game club, like a little book club type deal that we're gonna be doing. Is that prepping, prepping to play the remake? No, no, we're doing um, so. We're we're doing a book club over on uh, the Loot Bros, and uh, so essentially, this us in the community are going to play the game, and then and we're going to do a whole episode on that game. 
it, it was it was a, it was actually voted on. Uh, so we all 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 of us threw three games into the pot, and then it just got randomly picked. And then every every month now, uh, whenever we finish one, the the Patreons will get to vote on what which one we do next out of that list. And uh, initial thoughts on GameSpot? Well, I mean, you're seven chapters in, so what are your thoughts so far? Um, it's really good. It does hold. A, a lot of people have been saying that it holds up to today, and I and I would agree with that. Um, I haven't had any qualms, and I liked it as a survi- even as a survival horror game. It's still really fairly simple to to get to where you're going. If you open the map, it'll say, "Hey, you need to go up the elevator this way and this way." So at least it gives you the direction, so you're not wandering around like a lost child. I'm excited. I'm excited to finish it out and uh, play two and three as well. I'm, I'm actually uh, really looking uh, forward. to I it. I don't know if you should be that excited. I mean, I, 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 I say <laughs> that I, I was about to to slag on three, and I've never played played three. But I don't know anybody who liked Dead Space and Dead Space Two who enjoyed Dead Space Three. Well, that's fair. I mean, I, it was free well, for PlayStation Plus we'll one month, and I I still have never touched it. Um, but I did enjoy Dead Space and Dead Space Two. It's just hearing what Dead Space Three was just never made me want to play because I liked Dead Space 1 and Dead Space 2 so much. Rick says he likes 3. He said you're blasphemous. We'll see about that, Rick. Who knows, maybe. But who knows, you know, when when Zach plays 3, maybe Zach can tell me I'm wrong, too. I I just think that if you like what Dead Space was and then you like them doing more action co-op stuff in 3, it's just, it doesn't, it's like... It's like what they did with Resident Evil. It's like, hey, we want to make this more action-oriented That's because people want and people don't necessarily want survival horror. And then you find out, oh, wait, people do like survival horror. So. Yeah, it, like I said, it, and, it, and it doesn't like necessarily stick to like what we'd consider like normal survival sur- uh, survival horror like Resident Evil or like some of like this, the survival horror puzzle games like Visage and stuff like that. It, it's not... It's not the same with that. I consider it more of a sci-fi survival horror game than anything else, and that's and it's really the only of its kind. Yeah, even right. even now it does stand out quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Matt G says I enjoyed Dead Space Three, but definitely not up to the legacy of the others. Rick says it's all about the progression of Isaac as a character. Caitlin uh, says I enjoyed all of them. Two two two. And then Rick also said that he wished he could play Dead Space for the first time again. I wish I could play uh, Skyrim for the first time again. All right. Uh, so Alex, I'm gonna uh, ask you what you're playing, and that, and Zach, I'm sending you some pictures for context of a story I'm gonna tell in a minute. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, we're going to that, huh? What? Where is everybody's tax go- tax dollars going to now? Uh. So, All right, so Alex, what have you played? So I've been playing quite a bit this week. Uh, finished off Horizon Zero Dawn. Got the 100% beat that on Ultra Hard, so I got the 100% back in Horizon Zero Dawn. Played Rocket League. Played It Takes Two, finally. Ashley and I um, played it for a little bit on... I can't remember what day we played. Was it on Thursday? I think we played on Thursday. And uh, we got through about three areas. Uh, the first area and the first two bosses. So uh, really enjoying that game. Uh, not a lot of combat outside of the bosses, but, you know, uh, co-op puzzle element, heavy co-op puzzle element to it, which I really, really like. Uh, nothing, you know, if I can't figure out a puzzle, Ashley can figure it out. So between the two of us, we've been able to figure out everything pretty easily. And, you know, if you've played video games before, you almost kind of step a lot into a lot of these situations, and you can kind of, like, figure out immediately 
what they're going to ask you to do. So you're like, oh, okay, we got to do this. Uh, a lot of fun. And uh, so, yeah, it takes two. Like, obviously, there's a, a heavier, like, emotional story behind it with, uh, you know, a child being living with parents who are about to get divorced and just kind of, like, the story flowing through that. And she's made, like, not voodoo dolls, but, like, little dolls, one made out of wood, the other one made out of clay of her parents. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the... Uh, the forms you take over when you play through the game. It's not like, honey, I shrank the kids and you're the parent. It's like these these dolls come to life, and that's how you play the game. So the game's got a lot of charm, um, even with the story as, you know, kind of uh, serious as it is, because obviously divorce can be traumatic not only for the parents, but also for the child as well, probably more specifically for the, the child. Uh, but the gameplay is good. I like the co-op puzzle element of it, and the fact that it's mostly co-op puzzles, I, I think I enjoy that the most, where it's not just, you know, a lot of combat. I, you know, there, we get enough combat in other games to where this is mostly puzzles. I, I really appreciate. Also, bought uh, the DLC for Ghost of Tsushima, and uh, I've been traversing around Iki Island trying to get some of the trophies, DLC trophies for Ghost of Tsushima. And I will say that jumping back into Ghost of Tsushima after you haven't played it for like a year, getting used to the combat again is very difficult because you get overwhelmed very quickly, and it's super rough. It's like, man. I have to relearn this. Like, it's not like just riding a bike. You have to train, retrain yourself to do the combat because it is very difficult at times. But, uh, I mean, the the gameplay is still rock solid. The game is still beautiful. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm now even going back. I've been through the game before. I've played New Game Plus. And on Iki Island, I'm taking out the camera and taking pictures all the time just because of how beautiful the game is. So, really enjoying that. I know that, uh, you know, people were not happy when they announced the director's cut, but... You know, to me, Iki Island is just DLC, and I, I pay twenty dollars for it, and I, I'm I'm glad I did pay twenty dollars for it because it's more Ghost of Tsushima, and that game to me is a masterpiece. So that's that's what I've been playing. I told you that. I told you that. You you didn't have to. I was with you the entire time. I didn't. I said this wasn't a cash grab. I didn't agree with what people said. <laughs> go go oh, listen that, to the recording. Oh, that's not a cash grab. What, what, have I, what have I ever said that anything's a cash grab that Sony's done recently? What, what have I ever said? I'm just busting chops. Cause, Why know, are you busting I'm, my I'm chops? I've been all uh, week about the cash grabs. When, when, did I, when did I say they were cash grabs? I, you didn't. Then why are you I, getting on me? I'm not getting... No, you just said you were busting my balls. You were busting chops. Why are you busting my chops? Right. Zach, did you, uh, did you see, get the pictures? I did. <laughs> All right, so hold on. Should we let Zach ask questions first? Because there, Tricky, there have got to be you, questions did, that did, come to did, mind. Did, did you did you hit a fire hydrant, or did you just like accidentally? Um, I don't know. Yeah, did you hit a fire hydrant? No, it wasn't a fire hydrant. It was. Did a you jersey. hit a small child? <laughs> it was a Jersey wall. <laughs> Can you drive? Yes. You've been alive longer than any of us on the show. Are you sure? Positive. Uh-huh. That picture doesn't say so. I'm, uh, well, there's there's four of them, but uh, I'm going to show the, the the best image so far. Um, so if you're on Twitch, uh, look at Twitch right now because uh, I don't know how long this is how this is going to come into focus. So here's the story, Zach. Uh, there is a street in Manhattan that's a one-way street, and they were doing construction on the left-hand side. Or, excuse me, the right-hand side. So I was taking the turn wide, you know, so I don't hit anything. And just as I was making the turn, a lady ran from the driver's side of the street to in front of the truck. 
which caused me to slam on the brakes and cut the wheel to the right and run over a jersey wall and do that to the rim of the truck. So I reset this in the group chat. Um, here's a better picture of the rim. You'll be all right. You still got like six other tires to drive on. Yeah. Uh, hold on. That's not going to scroll. And then that's how much the tire came off of the truck. Because it completely came off the rim. So, yeah, that was my day. Um, I just, I hate when people decide to run in front of a garbage truck. But my biggest pet peeve, Zach, and I'm Wait, gonna, hold, hold on. Is that something that New York, is that a choice New Yorkers make all the time? And you have no idea how much people will jump in front of a garbage truck. It, whether it's people walking on the street or it's people trying to get in front of a garbage truck on, on the, while they're driving in the street because they don't want to be behind a garbage truck. Okay, and now there's a weird sound. Oh, sounds I got right I, I got I got honked at by a by a garbage truck the other day on the interstate because he wouldn't let me over into my exit, so I sped up and uh, I went in front of him. Yeah, but my biggest pet peeve, Zach, and I think you will agree with me, is there are parents who will want to cross the street. They will put themselves in between the cars, parked cars on the side of the street, and put their stroller into traffic. That irritates nope. the absolute piss out of me. You want to be safe, but you put you got no child problem putting your infant child in a stroller into traffic. Nope. I walk my daughter to school every day, and she always stays on the uh, the, the side away from the street. Uh, Rick, I'm not going to respond to your last comment, but uh, Rick said before that they need to get you off driving to put you back in the office. Yeah, I think they do. Uh, and then Rick says people who do that are wankers. I guess that's uh, British. That means what? Assholes? That's you. You honestly don't like the, you. That can't be the first time you've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard wankers. I just don't know. Like, in, it, well, it's not. Like it's not a. It, it's not a compliment. I'll tell you that much. I don't know exactly where, like, what situation, what the context that word was born out of. But I do know that basically it means like you're an asshole, you're a shithead, you know, what have you. Yes. All right, so uh, what have I been playing? I've also been playing It Takes Two. I've been playing that with Sweet Mama D. Um, you don't get a lot of trophies in that game. There's Well, uh, apparently, I looked up the trophy guide, and apparently it's an easy. It's like a 3 out of 10. But you're not, like, getting progression trophies through the story, from what I can tell. Because, like I said, we've beaten two bosses, and they... Um, yeah, we, you've already missed trophies. Well, I'm assuming. But you could chapter select after you've beaten it, so you can go back and get whatever. But I'm assuming it's more like... Uh, progression trophies, like, hey, you all, or, like, not progression, but, like, co-op trophies, like, do you and your partner do this specific thing within a level rather than beat the boss and you get a trophy? Although there is a gold trophy for beating the game, so you do get something for that, but... Yeah, well, the, the trophies are you have to find all the mini games. Well, I found two. We found two of them. How many, how many in the first three areas, how many should there be? I don't know how many three areas, but there's 25 of them total. Bah! Okay, well, we, we found two of them. And then there's certain trophies where you'll do something like, um, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but the, the first game that they made, um, a way out, um, you actually have, when you come across that statue, um, you, you know, you find little things like that. You have to do something with the statue and then you both get the trophy or like, I just got a trophy today for filling up a piggy bank and smashing it. I got the trophy, but sweet mama D didn't. 
Well, yeah, there's some. Um, there's a trophy for platforming, like a, up a tower, and both people have to do it. It just can't be one person who does it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, obviously I've been playing the division. I got to start playing Alan Wake. I got to finish that up. Um, and that's all I've been playing. I, th- I thought I played something else, but I, I don't remember. Uh, look it up real quick. Do, 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 do. Uh, do, do. Recently played Takes Two. Nope, that's it. That's all I've been playing. No, I, d- I played a little Fall Guys. Fall Guys. I got a couple trophies in Fall Guys, but I think I did that last week. All right. So, uh, yeah. Let's get into our topics. Um, this one, the first one is coming from IGN. It's kind of an update from last week when we were talking about this. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, it says we reported that it was paused indefinitely. Uh, coming from Matt Kim over at IGN. It has been confirmed that... The, uh, the game has moved over to a different developer. Um, looking right now. Uh, uh, Embracer has moved them over from Asper over to Saber Interactive, uh, Eastern European studio. Uh, they don't expect the transition to result in a delay. However, a release date was never officially announced, so we don't know if that's actually going to be true or not. So, uh, apparently it is still in... The motions uh, just move studios. I just wanted to confirm that from last week when uh, I think Matt G is the one that said that in the chat that it did move over. Uh, okay, so our first talking conversation, uh, which I thought about putting as a topic of the week, but I figured, you know, we got other things we could talk about. Uh, coming from IGN and Rebecca Valentine, PlayStation 5 is getting a price increase in Europe, Canada, Mexico, Asia, and Australia. Uh, on the PlayStation blog, Sony announced it will be raising the price for both editions of the PS5 in Europe, the UK, the Middle East, Africa, Asia, Latin America, and Canada. The United States seems to be the only major market not getting a price increase. Quote, the global economic environment is a challenge to, that many of you around the world are no doubt experiencing. We're seeing high global inflation rates as well as adverse currency trends impacting customers and creating pressure on many industries. End quote. Uh, so... Uh, I don't want to go through all of the price changes, but it seems to only have gone up $50 basically for both editions. Uh, There might be an exception here, uh, but I don't know the exact uh, translation from like the won and Australian dollars. I don't know exactly how that really, uh, I I don't know the right word, how that translates into American currency, but it seems like it's only a $50 raise. Uh, This is causing outrage, as, of course, you would expect. And both Microsoft and Nintendo have come out and said that they will not be raising the prices of their consoles. So, Zach, let's go to you first. Uh, What do you think about these price increases and whatnot? Uh, And we do have a question later in the show, uh, people asking, you know, about this. So We we should say that this is – where are these increases taking place? Because it's not in the U.S. This price is staying the same in the U.S. Did they say – it's not in the U.S. yet. Tricky listed off what countries they're going to be in currently. Yes. But the the thing about it is, is uh, I don't know if you consider Bloomberg a credible source, but I do. And they said approximately to make a disc version of the PS5, it cost Sony $450 to produce one system. So with shipping costs and packaging and stuff like that, it would. They, I feel like they end up breaking even when they're selling to distributors. Um, 
So I do think it's warranted, and if it's only a fifty to a hundred dollar increase, depending on depending on the system, and I I I won't think it's going to break anyone's bank. I mean, if it, they're breaking even on it, cool. They're gonna make maybe after the price increase, they're gonna make another twenty five, especially with the chipsets being shorter, and then you know, Daryl discussed it a little bit, being in the manufacturing industry as well. Um, there's also a thing, from my understanding, um, uh, if you give a company like extra money, they'll produce and put your stuff out first. So, the they like let's say they're trying to ship out a thousand consoles, so they need a thousand chips to to produce those consoles. So they give the company an extra ten, twenty thousand dollars to produce their their thousand yep. consoles yep. first. All right, Alex. I mean. The bad thing about this for Sony is whether they need to do it or not, they're losing the PR war this this console generation. I mean, it doesn't look good when Microsoft and Nintendo are coming out and saying, yeah, we're not going to raise prices. I mean, regardless of the reasons behind it, it, whether Nintendo and Microsoft don't need to rely on this kind of stuff as much as Sony does, like, if Microsoft's worried about the cloud mostly, and who knows, Nintendo may not need the exact same components that Sony does, but... Or they're not in a, a rush to get stuff out there like Sony is, but from the outset, if you're a consumer, this looks bad on Sony, and Sony's already taken a number of PR hits this generation. So, I mean, like I told Tricky on the Facebook chat, 50 to $100 may not be a lot to some people, but to other people it is, and maybe it's what keeps them from buying a console. I mean, it's a shitty situation, and I, I think that Microsoft, you know, when it comes to whether they're going to raise the price of their consoles or not, I mean, let's be real, they're part of micro. they're part, I mean... Xbox is part of Microsoft, and Microsoft is worth a lot more than Sony is, so Microsoft can always, you know, the Xbox game division can always take these hits that maybe Sony can't. Like, I honestly, if even if, if the Xbox game division wasn't, like, Xbox game division being profitable is not as much of a priority as so, SIE being profitable or Sony is. So, Microsoft can take these hits regardless, even if they're not making money on the console sold. But, it, I think it's a bad look for Sony regardless of the reasons behind it, because consumers are going to see that, and they're going to be like, oh, so you guys don't have Game Pass, and blah, 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 and I, yeah, I don't I don't think it's great. And then, you know, the, the new lawsuit comes out about um, going after Sony for the amount of royalties they're taking on sales on the PSN, and then there's the whole question of whether Sony is blocking games from going to Xbox Game Pass in Brazil. Like, there's a whole lot of things that, that would negatively affect people's uh, views of Sony recently, so... And this is just yet another thing. All right. Some comments from the chat, uh, basically all from Rick, one from uh, Dupes. Uh, Rick says, consoles have always been sold at a loss since the 2600 days. They've never gone up in price. Uh, imagine that. Uh, excuse me. Sony should eat the cost. And then he said, Microsoft should lo- fucking lower their price. Imagine that. They can afford it. Dupes says, if I didn't have a five now, I'd go Xbox based on this. And Matt G says, remember when the PS4 was priced at E3 after Microsoft gave the price of the one? That This is the opposite of that. Um, I, I really don't know how to comment on the uh, the price increase. Uh, I, I believe Sony should just eat the cost. Uh, yeah, because they've always sold the consoles at loss. I mean, it's always been known that... Uh, Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, they don't make the money off the consoles. They make it off the, the software, the games, stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I I don't agree with this price increase at all. I think it's wrong, and I think Sony should be eating the cost of this. 
uh, you know, we're having a hard enough time getting the consoles in the customers' hands now. This $50 increase, uh, to me, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's really not affected anybody because they're still being sold by on the black market. And they're way overpriced. Like, I just checked on Walmart right now. A digital console on Walmart right now is $700 being sold by a third-party reseller. That's insane. Okay, so to kind of give Walmart a little bit of, a little bit of edge there, so that's because now they're transitioning to trying to do a little bit more in-store in sales. So in the past week, I have seen PS5 uh, disc and digital versions in stores. I've also seen Xbox Series S's and Series X's in stores, which they weren't they weren't carrying the disc versions of the PS5 or the X because of the limited availability and only selling them online. All right. Uh, I mean, that's just the way I see. I mean, like, I, I don't agree with the price increase at all. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is at this point. I mean, I, th I think they should be more worried about trying to get the console into actual customers' hands and not, uh, you know, scalpers and third-party resellers and stuff like that. I think that should be their focus right now. Well, their, their focus needs to be repairing their image because right now they're taking hits from left and right, and they don't need that. I agree. All right. The next thing we have, uh, doo -doo -doo. Uh, Embracer has officially acquired Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal. Uh, it officially owns Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and more. This is coming from IGN and written by... Uh, Adam Bankhurst and Ryan Dinsdale. Uh, one of them did the update. I don't know. Uh, not to go through the entire story again, uh, but just the update. Embracer Group has now completed its purchase of Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix Montreal, and IOS Montreal, following near a four-month acquisition process. The Colossal Video Games holding company announced its state update on its website, saying that plainly, quote, all conditions for the transaction, including regulatory approvals, have now been fulfilled and the transaction may be completed. Embracer has, therefore, the co today completed the acquisition, end quote. It can now shift its focus to acquiring several other companies it has purchased, including the owner of Lord of the Rings and Chivalry developer Tripwire Interactive. Uh, Tripwire is the one. They uh, made Maneater. I was about to say, did they make Maneater? Uh, so yeah, Embracer officially owns those uh, those studios now. Which I don't know. You may, we may or not be regretting this because I don't know if I, based on what I've seen recently, like everything that has gone down with Kotor at Asper, and there was one other thing. Um, I feel like they had kind of did uh, someone owned by Embracer had dropped the ball recently. We were talking about this uh, in chat. Me, you, and Yield Tricky. Um, yeah. Who knows if Embracer is the best place to be, to have these games? To be honest, because I'll look for the I'll look for the discussion. But yeah, I mean, you have uh, you, you have Kotor. Yeah, keep talking. Go ahead, Tricky. No, no, no. I'm looking it up right now. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, we were talking about uh, uh, Embracer with uh, the new Saints Row game. Yeah, and how um, that has not had great reviews. Right, and I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna mention everything in the chat because some of the things were said to us in confidence. Um, but uh, you said after the issues of Kotor, it makes you wonder if Embracer needs to own all the studios. I replied by saying Embracer is too high up to make these kind of decisions. Uh, Yield says I was wondering the same thing, Alex, and then he said true, tricky, but it would reflect on them. And then the last thing you said, well, someone needs to step in before these studios turn out duds. Yeah, I mean. It None of us have played Saints Row, the new Saints Row, yet. And I, honestly, nope. I've been kind of turned away because the reviews have been pretty 
like middling. Not terrible, but they've they've been sixes, and I I just don't know if I want to bet on that. And, and like and a lot of the press leading out to it from from websites was that was not looking super positive. And um, you have Kotor, which is a game that's already been made. You're just remaking it, so you like a lot of the hard work has been taken out. And Asper, you know, has been working on this for how long, and apparently just dropped the ball to where they have to switch to another studio. And I guarantee that was an embracer decision. Like that, that came from the top. You, it wasn't like Sabres like one day went to Asper and said, "Hey, you know, we're we're gonna have to take this over for you because you know you're you're not far enough along." No, it was after what Disney and Sony said, "Hey, this isn't far. This isn't where we want it." So you know, Embracer had to step in there. So with some of these things, like I don't know, I'm gonna keep an eye on it, but I. It depends on the kind of management for Embracer and where they take these games, because who knows, maybe they get control of... I mean, Crystal Name makes you figure would know how to make a Tomb Raider game, but I don't know. I'm just saying let's watch, because Embracer right now doesn't have the greatest track record with putting out games. So we'll see whether the Embracer-led Idos Montreal and Crystal Dynamics goes. All right, Zach, do you have any comments? Uh, I... It's just today, today's day and age, honestly, in my, in my personal opinion. Like, some somebody's not happy about it up top, then they you could have worked on it for four or five years. It, it, it doesn't matter. We're seeing the same thing happen right now with uh, with Warner Brothers Discovery and the the Bat the Batgirl movie. It, it it does not surprise me that they went to a point where they were just like, yeah, I don't like this. I need I need something different. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. I got distracted. Uh, Alex, can you go into the next topic? I got uh, something on my phone that I got to take care of. All right. Well, here, let me let me load it up. Well, I told you I don't have the... I got to load it up. Hold on. I got you. All right, Zach, can you, I'm sorry. Can you take the lead for this, please? I sure can. Let me uh, opity-dopity the link it, the, the it, it did. Uh, Sony takes a stand against paid platinum games on PS4, PS5, and PSN. Sony appears to be implementing changes to the PSN store amidst the shovelware surge currently dominating the PS4, PS5 store pages. However, this may have a larger and more detrimental impact on smaller devs. Um, doo -doo -doo. So, Sony is currently working on fixing the paid platinum issue that is rampant on the PS5 and PS4 or PSN stores. Uh, we recently talked about a game called Press X for Trophies that caused quite a, uh, quite a discussion. Excuse me, uh, Like the Sheep P Trophies and Frogo Trophies, uh, PlayStation may have stepped in, but this fix may actually negatively impact smaller indie developers. Um, Sony has implemented changes to the clean up the PlayStation Store homepage for anyone browsing the catalog of games. Usually the homepage would be overflowing with these quick and easy paid platinum games where it would be a struggle to find any actual games hidden amongst them. It seems now that Sony has cleared this up, more substantial games can be found without ease, with the likes of Stray, Cult of Lamb, Digimon Survive, Multiverses, and Two Point Campus all popping up on the homepage. Whilst we might not necessarily agree with the paid platinum games due to their whole purpose being to provide players with the platinum trophies that require no effort, who are we or Sony to decide what games people want to play? So, essentially, uh, they have... Uh, removed the paid platinums from the homepage not necessarily from the BSN store they're they're making, uh, basically reducing their visibility so they're not as easy to find yeah exactly and this uh, this group over at true true trophies is trying to say that it, it is negatively impacting indie developers which i mean if your whole goal in my personal opinion is to play uh, rat rat spam and and in trash plats like that's a 
that's that there, there's a whole community for that and you're going to find those games whether they're on the homepage or not yeah i mean like tricky he has an entire list of games that he plans to play in january we can go back to the rat plat so i mean like you said communities have been born out of this and i guarantee that if you're you know if that's what you're doing if you're you know rattling off 30 40 platinums a month then you know where to find these lists it, it's not like you're relying on i don't think anyone relies on the playstation store or the playstation network to find you know unless it's like the newest game out no one's looking for information on the best place to go for the easy trophies you're certainly not going to find that on on the playstation homepage right and you know i mean Sony obviously is the proprietor. They have the the option to pick whoever they want to feature on the home on the homepage of their whether it's their uh, just the the regular main menu or if it's just the PlayStation Store. So, I mean, you you saying it's hurting indie developers is kind of like it's hurting some maybe, but it's the people who are putting out these easy games just to make a quick buck because they know people want a, an easy platinum. They want to boost their numbers. It's not hurting someone like Ember Lab who's putting out Keen and Bridge of Spirits. It's not hurting those people. And it's not hurting Anna Perna Interactive, who put out Stray. So right. if you want to make these games and Sony says, we're good, we're taking the focus away from these games, that's kind of on you. Like, And and Sony has, has shown itself, as, as have Microsoft and Nintendo, to be good at, you know highlighting i mean there's all kinds of showcases and um and like summer festivals and like promotions that they do with indie games and indie studios so i mean yeah it looks like it, I, to me sony and microsoft and nintendo have done a good job of partnering with, with indie studios to get their games out there so i don't think it's their intent to hurt indie studios i think they're just trying to maybe protect what they see as the value of the trophy system like, if there's too much, you know, like, back to the days of the Wii when there was so much shovelware and that hurt the Wii overall, I don't think they wanted to get to the point where they the, the trophy system is seen as a joke because you've got somebody out there who has a million platinum trophies in a year because they played super easy games. They want to protect what they see as the, the validity of the PlayStation trophy system, which, to me, it's always been kind of like a, a subjective thing. Like, trophies matter to you for one reason or another, they really have no value. It's up to you as the person, and same with achievements, it's up for you to the person, as the person playing the games, to take them seriously. So someone like Tricky may be willing to go out and get, you know, all these rat plats, and to him, 400 rat platinums is just as valuable to him as, you know, 100 difficult or, you know, more challenging platinums to me. So, I mean, really it's up to the person how important trophies are. And, and it almost seems like Sony, on some levels, trying to decide that okay well, we're going to defend the honor we're going to defend the shield and and protect you know the, the the honor of trophies when really that's up to each one of us see i i don't look at it as they're trying to protect the honor of trophies i look at it as they're trying to make sure that the the higher profile games get the the attention because if they were trying to stop you know trying to protect the honor then they would stop allowing games like this i mean let, let's be real. The, most of these rat games and the games they're talking about, they they get sold for ninety nine cents, dollar ninety nine, two ninety nine, whatever the case may be, and it's basically just like uh, the same game just slapped with a different skin. And you know, the way I look at it is, yes, you know, somebody is trying to find a quick buck, but on the same token, somebody found a a. a you know, a way to get 
money without putting a lot of work into it and you know they're appealing to the gamers that want to get trophies easy platinums so you know look look at a game like my name is mayo yes it's 99 cents you got two platinums for it but how many times did they sell that game enough to that they've made two sequels to it you know you got the games like uh the giraffe g the bear b the cat c whatever it may be and basically all it is is just uh them you know putting a new animal and a new background and the same thing goes on or you know you get games like the uh uh i want to say it was hero quest but i know it's the wrong one but it's the one sid did the the sophie sophie's on where you just basically run left and right and then upgrade I don't begrudge these people for making their quick buck because they're appealing to the, you know, and they're being successful because there are gamers out there that will pay 99 cents for a platinum. I'm one of them. You know, it's stupid. It, you know, but hey, you know, if I'm able to inflate my trophy count by paying 99 cents, yes, well, I, you're appealing to Well, them. let me ask you, you know, is, is the PlayStation Store like, say, Netflix or YouTube where it will suggest you things based on previous purchases or what you played? Or is that essentially Sony just beaming stuff on their homepage that they want you to focus on? It, it's Sony uh, determines what's being put up there. The, the problem is, is that, you know, for every, like, AAA game that comes out, there are 20 rat spam games that come out. So when you go to your homepage, you may go look for, say, uh, Gotham Knights, but... The, the, what Sony seeing is the problem, at least in my opinion, what Sony sees is the problem is that you have to go to page two to find Gotham Knights because twenty rat spam games are taking up page one, and that's that's what I see this article saying is that they want Gotham Knights, they want The Last of Us Part One, they want that to be the focus, and if you want to find these rat spam, you know it's it'll be on page two or three, but I mean even if like when I go look for the rat spam, I don't know every. Uh, developer that's coming out with a Ratspan game, I just do a, a search, at, you know, a filter on the PlayStation Store, games that are ninety nine cents and dollar ninety nine, two ninety nine, and all the Ratspan comes up. I I don't, I know that if I want a game out there, like Gotham Knights or The Last of Us, I just go search for the game. They're talking about just anybody who doesn't know about these games, they want it to be the focus. That's what I see this article as. Um. Some article, uh, some comments from the chat. Rick says, "Fuck them devs. If all you do is release six versions of the same game, go fuck yourself and get a proper job." Dupe says, "Agreed. Absolute crap. Release weekly." Rick says, "I'm happy if I could just browse the store again without sifting through all the shit." Dupe says, "They just have a section of the store called the shit bin." Uh, Rick says, "Give me an option to not uh, not see these games." Uh, I'm trying to catch up real quick because we talked for a while. Uh, the bearded nerd banned somebody. Yep, give him okay. the give him the hammer. Wow, use use my powers. What what uh what did he do? Uh, it's a, it was a fake account. Okay. Uh, Dupe says it hurts my eyes looking at 700 shit games in the new game list. Rick says shit. They'll probably make more money if people can just go to one section and buy everything. Absolutely true. Uh, Matchy says, if they wanted to protect the value of trophies, cash plats would be banned. I agree. Uh, Dupes agrees with that. Dupes says, no one started playing video games for that shit. Uh, Rick says, yeah, they've probably been complained by indie devs. Indie dev can either have their game lost in the crowd or print an easy plat on it and guaranteed sales. I agree. 
Uh, imagine for Christmas if you were bought the cat C. Uh, Dupe says he divorced his parents. Rick says look out for the physical version on limited run. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of other comments here. Uh, okay, so one question that was asked by Rick earlier uh, that I want to ask you guys. Rick says, what else has Embracer done except make THQ a mediocre developer? And he says it's a serious question. Alex, I'll go to you first. Uh, I don't know. What is Gearbox done lately? Because they also own Gearbox, but Gearbox is essentially the Borderlands studio at this point. Uh, yeah, didn't, but didn't Gearbox make something else? I mean, they've made, didn't, they made like Bulletstorm or something like that. Wasn't that a game that Gearbox made? Uh, I'm looking up right now. I know they made, uh, well, they finally finished the Duke Nukem game. Uh, Gearbox software. I'm trying to just go to their IMD page. Oh, the Wikipedia page, sorry. IMDB, that's for movies. Uh, games, games, games. Uh, just recently, they've made uh, Penn and Teller VR. What? Uh, Why? Uh, well, it's called Penn and Teller VR, F-U-U-U-N-U. Uh, came out for the PlayStation VR, the Oculus Quest, and Windows. That sounds not great. Uh, they, they made Duke Nukem back in 2016. Battleborn was the thing, game I was thinking about. Uh, Homeworld. Uh, games published. Let's see. Uh, Homeworld 3, Tribes of Midgard. Um, they published that. Godfall, Risk of Rain 2, Trover Saves the Universe, Earthfall, We Happy Few, uh, and the physical format of Fortnite. And Bulletstorm. Yes, they made Bulletstorm. All right. I mean, I know that uh, Ash's oldest, he plays Risk of Rain 2, and then one of our friends, um, his name's Reagan, he also enjoys Risk of Rain 2, so that may not be such a... Um, I mean, that may be a quality game, but it, not a lot of high profile there. For, I, I just don't know. Like, I don't think there's any kind of, like, stamp of approval that people are going to put on Embracer based on the list of games that has been put out from them, because, I mean... I, I may have not liked Darksiders 2 as much as I liked Darksiders 1, but it was still, you know, it was still an alright game. But I have not heard anything great coming out of THQ Nordic since Embracer took them over. Uh, alright, Zach? Um, I'm kind of impartial. I haven't okay. seen anything great. I, I agree. It, it's like, eh, they're, they're not really... Too terribly much of a company that I really focus on to, because they've produced some okay games. <laughs> Nothing that I would be completely sad to see gone. Because what are the, what have they what have they produced recently? I think it was what Alex Alex Two, which You're is a sequel. THQ? Huh? You talking about just THQ or THQ uh, Nordic? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm bringing up their, uh, the Wikipedia page right now to see uh, what they've come out with lately. Uh, the only thing, the only thing I'm looking forward to that they're producing right now or helping produce, I guess, is a good way to put it because uh, we all know Ux is doing the majority of the work on it. Is uh, the AEW Fight Forever game is coming out soon? Oh, some news from that. Did you hear the news from that? What Fightful said that FTR is not in it. Yeah. They took FTR out of the game. Which I don't understand why you would, because I guarantee the best friends are going to be there, and I would gladly take FTR over the best friends. 
Well, it's because so FTR's done a lot more. They're doing a lot more in like Ring of Honor and some some more independent promotions. So I'm I I, I think it has to do with uh, with something contractually based. Aren't they the the current champions though? They're AAA Ring of Honor and IGWP. Uh, uh, yep, yep. They're not the AEW champions. They, that Ooh, is Keith that. Lee and Swerve Scott. Or uh, sorry, yeah, uh, Swerve Strickland. Strickland. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, but they won those belts recently, though. No, they, they must have lost. Yes, them. they did. But they they were AD, AEW tag champs and then lost them at at Full Gear a couple years ago to the Bucks. So they were the ones that the Bucks took the titles off of. Oh, I, I thought they just recently won it within the last couple of months or so. No, nope. They were. Okay, I mean, they I, won the I'm Ring not. of Art of Titles. Uh, it, it must be the Ring of Honor ones that I was thinking of. Yeah, somewhat recently. But yeah, they they were tag champions. Like they they had the belts on them almost immediately when they came in and then lost them to the Bucks yep. at Full Gear. Um, Tricky, did we get a? I sorry, Zach may have mentioned this, but I uh, I just may have not heard of it. Did we get a, an author for the last uh, article? The um, the the Rat Spam article. Uh, I can bring it up in a second. Uh, give me one second. Uh, it was written by Sean Lawson over at uh, TrueTrophies.com. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, going back to the article, like I said, <sighs> if they were trying to protect the integrity, they would just ban these games outright. But instead, they're just all they all this article is basically saying is that they're they're gonna bury them a little bit better, or they're gonna f- make sure other games are more focused on than these. Which, okay, but anybody who wants to find these games, like I said, just do a, a filter for ninety nine cents to a dollar and a dollar one to two ninety nine, and you'll find them very easily. That's how I do it. Yeah, and that and that, that's what I said while you're handling your 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 uh, your phone. Uh, I, I that, if if someone really wants them, it, 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 there's a whole community built around uh, around rat spam. It's not going to be hard. The people that are wanting to play it are going to find them. Are going to find it regardless. It's not. I don't think it's hurting indie companies like they say it's hurting indie companies. Just like if somebody wants to follow an indie creator, or like there, there's a whole section that's just labeled indie, where you where where they promote, like, hey, this is a smaller company that has a game that's kind of decent on our platform. So here, come come take a look at these the the indie section specifically. Yeah, I don't think it's taking away necessarily too much from the. The, the larger scale games, Ghost of Shima and, um, and, and other titles like Gotham Knights is coming out soon. I'm sure that's already been up for pre-order. Modern Warfare 2, um, every, all that stuff's still front page. Yeah. Well, and, and you right, look so at, you know, their history with relationships with the indie studios. I mean, who is a studio they just bought earlier this year after they announced they were buying Bungie? They bought Haven. So, you know, they have a pretty good track record. Which hasn't even made a game yet. What's that? Which Haven hasn't even made their first game. Well, they're yet. currently making a multiplayer game, and obviously Sony thought well enough of that game and their expertise to, to buy them. But again, that's an indie studio that they they have already bet money on. So, you know, I would say they've got a pretty good track record with indie studios. All right, let's go to our next story here. Uh, oh, last story before our topic of the week. Dark Pictures, The Devil in Me is arriving this November. This is coming from Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. Uh, Bandai Namco confirmed to IGN at Gamescom that The Dark Pictures, The Devil in Me will be released on November 18th. Coming to the PS4 and 5, Xbox One and Series and PC, uh, this acts as the Season 1 finale, concluding the collection of stories that began with 2019's Man of Medan. 
The unfortunate cast of characters in this episode are part of an entertainment TV series that's struggling to get views. When a mysterious stranger invites them to a faithful recreation of H.H. Holmes' Murder Castle. However, they're filled with hope at the chance to revive their show. Things take a turn for the worse, of course, and the team finds themselves at the heart of a whole new series of spooky goings on. I'm, I'm excited for this one. I, I got to go through all these games. I, I got to the you, boat okay. on Medan and stopped. You don't have to, to get through all of these games. So the only thing that is cl- that is pairing these games together is the, the narrator, the, the narrator, which yeah, the, which is the curator. Um, so the curator just has this has a certain series of books. None of the characters are linked that we know of yet. They haven't like given anything to say that oh, all of these characters are linked in a certain way. But yeah, I because I actually played. Um, uh, I played a uh, little hope for. I played and finished a little hope first, and then I and then I beat uh, Man of Medan, and yeah. it, it didn't affect the order I did them in. Um, and then we're we're doing House of Ashes next month, I believe. Yeah, uh, IGN says they gave a Man of Medan a good. Little Hope was mediocre, and House of Ashes was great. And they said uh, House of Ashes was the best game since Until Dawn. Uh, since Until Dawn, sorry. Well, well, maybe. What about okay, so? I so I, so I liked a little hope a little bit better, but that's also because I'm, I like the story of Little Hope a little bit better because it was, it had you it had you until the end. I'm trying not to spoil anything for anybody that hasn't played the game. Um, it kept you until the end. Madame Dan is is in second. And then I've played some of House of Ashes, and it's kind of good. It's good. So it's good for the most part so far, but it's not like it hasn't super duper kept my interest yet. Does that not include the quarry? Because I thought people were head over head over heels for the quarry. And I, I know it's quarry not part was, of the Dark Pictures anthology, but they've obviously yeah, done that since right. they put out Until Dawn. Uh, people gave decent reviews to the quarry at first, but it, it, it seemed like it fell off fair relatively quickly. Did you ever play uh, the Inpatient, Zach? Huh? That was the VR game. I I have it. I started playing it, and then uh, I just didn't have to, to do the VR in my living room anymore because I rearranged. So I stopped playing it, but I could always pull it back out. But I always wanted to get back to the impatient. Well, that's one of those. Yep, I do. I do not have a VR anymore. Sorry. Well, that's one of those games that's ended up on like most disappointing games of the year's list. Like I've I've seen that game kind of shat on since its release because I was really excited for it, and it was VR. It's like, well, I have no way to play this. But I've seen retrospectively or afterward people say that that wasn't a very good game, or at least it was very disappointing. Yep. All right, so uh, at this point, we're going to throw it across the pond to our main man, Sid, uh, with for this week's Sophie's Trophy. Hello again, my friends, and another Sophie's Trophy coming at you. Um, this one, guys, it is a bit of a bigger game. Um, we are going to take a look at Puzzle Bobble 3D Vacation Odyssey. Now, Puzzle Bobble, guys, um, it is part of the uh, Bubble Bobble uh, set of games. So, those include Bubble Bobble, obviously, its sequel, Rainbow Islands, uh, Puzzle Wobble, which is the match three uh, popping bubble type game, and then you've got this one. There are probably a lot more. Um, there's a Rain- Rainbow Islands Revolutions, which by all accounts is crap. But Rainbow Islands is, I would say, the best one of the bunch. Um, let's see how this one fares. 
so the game guys is your usual you fire your ball at um, the set of bubbles that are floating in the air they're floating around a core um, and you have a cannon thing and you have to aim it and fire it now when you're aiming your bubbles say you've got a blue bubble and you aim it at um, the blue bubbles on the shape that is in front of you um, the bubbles will glow um, when you are aiming in the right place to actually destroy them so what happens is you fire and you destroy some of the bubbles and the shape that's in front of you will spin around and you'll get another bubble to fire um, I'm not sure but I do think the bubbles are random um, so maybe they're sort of attached to what colours are on the thing I don't know how it works but it is basically fire it destroy the bubbles and then fire it to destroy the coil I said that completely wrong destroy the core there we go how's that for English guys so trophy wise we have extended vacation this is your platinum trophy and then we have tourist trapped complete story mode stages 1 to 10 to confront Bonner now I thought that said Bonner I am so glad it didn't lost the map Complete story mode stages 11 to 20 to meet the helpful Chacken. Okay, so all of these are mainly complete certain levels in the game. So Chacken Pop, complete the story mode stages 21 to 30 to free some Chacken. And then we have Trouble in Paradise, complete story mode stages 31 to 40 to explore more islands. Summer Solstice. Complete story mode stages 41 to 50 to reach the halfway point. And then Pab's Party. Complete story mode stages 51 to 60 to save Pab. Uh, Big League Beach Buff. Complete story mode stages 61 to 70 to find more clues. Um, I will say guys I've got no idea what the story is. So the clues I've got no idea what they're talking about. Peb's Picnic. Complete story mode stages 71 to 80 to save Peb. Last days of vacation. Complete story mode stages 81 to 90 to chase Bonner. And then we have Bonner Voyage. Complete all story modes to defeat Bonner. And then we have Overpowered Up. Use all three power-ups in a single attempt at a level. So you earn coins as you do in the game, guys. Uh, these coins buy your power-ups, and so therefore, when you're playing a level, use all three as you are doing it. And then we have Bubble Bob Bull. Okay. Shoot Bob with any colour bubble. So Bob is feeding you your bubbles. Aim at him instead of the big thing you're supposed to be aiming at, and fire a bubble at him. And then Symphony of Bubbles. This one is the last trophy, and it is get a stupendous match, 100 bubbles. So this one, guys, you will get as you play the game. Um, later levels have much more bubbles on the shape that you're firing at. And I keep saying shape, guys, because they are random and all different shapes, all different sizes. Um, so if you have a bubble hanging on by one or two, it should be and then you destroy those two bubbles that bubble that was holding on by them will fall so this one you have a hundred bubbles being held on by a two and you destroy that two a hundred bubbles will fall so yeah that's it 
Puzzle Bobble 3D Vacation Odyssey. Um, from what I've played, it's not bad. It's not great. The aiming could do with a bit more finessing. Um, you know, it's not the best. But for what it is, um, it's worth playing. But I will say Puzzle Bobble is way better. And Rainbow Islands is probably one of the greatest games ever made. I wish Arcade Archives would hurry the fuck up and put it on there. Because I would buy it straight away. But that's just me. Um, let me know what you think, guys. And I will talk to you soon. Keep getting those trophies. Bye. Alright, thank you, Sid. Uh, Dupe says he's firing his balls and his boners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, right now uh, Rick is trying to bribe me to play Quantum Break on uh, the Xbox. I don't know. Uh, Fire up your Xbox, dust it off. I don't have an Xbox anymore. Well, that's unfortunate. Looks like you need to get the real man's console. Got it. Yeah, okay. Uh, if, it's got, if it's on PC Game Pass, I'll, uh, I'll hey, pay if my it make, dollar. If it makes you feel any better, it's not going up in price at least. <laughs> All right, so uh, at this time, we're going to throw it to our listener questions. So, uh... Time to check my social media, yeah. Cheers. I didn't do that. So as soon as I saw the, the, the can, I said. All right, so Matt G wants to know, uh, do you think the price for the increase for the PS5 in certain regions is the right move for Sony? We kind of covered that already. But then he goes on to ask, relish, cheese, or chili on your hot dog? Zach will go with you first. Uh, chili, cheese, and onions. Maybe, right. a, maybe a dill relish, but not a sweet relish. Alex? Uh, I'll take all three, chili, cheese, and relish. Uh, and to kind of cap off my thoughts on that topic, I think Sony should eat the cost. I don't think they should raise the price. If it's really not that big of a, of a price increase to ask for your customers, it's not a big enough price increase to ask for you to eat that, so... All right. Uh, Yield, who uh, left this comment in the chat, said chili and cheese. Uh, and then Yield also left a comment about the uh, PlayStation 5. He says, I haven't educated myself on the reason on why the price hike, but just my uneducated opinion uh, equals it's BS to increase the price of the base console if there's no other extras being packed in. Which I think is fair to say as well. All right. Uh, and me, I like the... Uh, I like cheese, but I just really prefer just uh, either ketchup or mustard, depending on the day of my hot dogs. I don't really like a lot of extra things on my hot dogs. Uh, Rick just confirmed that Quantum Break is not on PC Game Pass. It's only on the console. So, fuck. Now I got to go rent a console from Xbox or GameStop. Well, hold on. Let me ask. Isn't the physical edition of the PS5 more expensive to produce? I would think so, because they have to put a disc drive in well, it. Well, then maybe if we kind of got off these physical consoles and people were willing to to you know subscribe to the digital consoles, Sony wouldn't Sony wouldn't have to spend much money to buy to devote to, to console building. Yes, that that would be logic, but they're also increasing the price at the price of the digital editions as well. So the funny thing is, they already cut the cost of producing the physical console itself when they um, they took out so. Everybody knows that kind of the first run of everything is kind of like the you're the guinea pig run. I don't I don't I don't care what anybody says. If you buy a console day one, you're the guinea pig. Uh, so 
we know that Sony consoles have had issues overheating before, but after they came out with the second run of PS5s, they it was noticed that they actually took part of the heat sink out, so they actually were saving money producing a smaller heat sink. So they've already cut costs once. I haven't like examined or, or looked into um, any of the other runs if they've taken anything else out or or cut back on the size of certain uh, of other things, but. All I'm saying is they've already cut costs once. All right, and Rick says, fuck digital. Uh, and Dupe says, we are in the last generation of physical games, I feel. I think, I, we're mean, gonna go, I think we're gonna go one more cycle. Yeah, I don't think it's the last generation, no. but I think that sooner or later, everybody who clings to physical is going to have to accept the fact that you're gonna just get a, a more dwindling amount of focus on physical. Especially like if the main stores you can go buy physical at, if GameStop goes under, if you know Target and these other places aren't carrying as many physical copies, you, I mean, you're gonna run out of options at some point. GameStop's gonna go under. I hate to say that, but they are. Oh, definitely. I'm they're, surprised they're, they they're already yet, they're right? already selling stuff off. Like there was a there was a clearance on the clearance sale not too long ago at mine where they were selling all their clearance items for like half off of what they already cut costs on them for. So you know they were already losing money there. Yep. All right. Uh, next question, Rick. Uh, says, what is your dream dessert? And you get bonus points if you manage to trigger me. So, Alex, we'll go with you first. You know, I really like... I think few things can, can match a just a chocolate chip cookie. A, a just basic chocolate chip cookie, but it's got to be fresh out of the oven. That is something that is just phenomenal, and, and it works every time. I also love cookie dough. We have a lot of shops here in town that will sell you just cookie dough, like ice cream. Indeed. Uh, phenomenal. But I think that for me, it's baklava. My favorite dessert, and when done really well, baklava is incredible. All right, Zach. Um, my grandmother, uh, my grandmother's cookies, her Toll House cookies, were fantastic. But my grandmother has passed, has since passed away, so I will never have them. So they are truly a dream now. All right, and me, I like a, 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 hot, a fresh brownie with some ice cream on top of it. A la mode. A la mode. Uh, Yield has gone on to say the Reese's Cup Sunday from Friendlies. Uh, Dupe says, got to go a piece of uh, pie lemon meringue. So. I'd like to know what, what uh, was going to, to trigger him. Uh, what was the, what the answer he was looking for? Can you put that in the chat? I don't know. Oh, no, because we, we often have talks on this thing where you guys eat like some abomination foods, and I guess Rick was just looking for you to say something so crazy it would trigger me. I'd have to say a close second was what I had today. We went out to uh, to Golden Crow and I got myself some fresh bread pudding and threw some ice cream, some vanilla ice cream on top of it. It was fantastic. Yeah, uh, and just in response to you, uh, Alex, like, I don't begrudge you, but I don't understand how anybody can eat just plain cookie dough. That what? just That's amazing. gross. Well, I mean, it's got, like, chocolate chips and no, toppings in it. Like, when you get a cookie dough from, from a shop here, you can get, like, chocolate chips or M&M's like all the stuff that you would put on a, a like a, a scoop of ice cream you can get with the cookie dough uh, uh, they, 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 they even make they even make edible cookie dough without the egg so it's not as terrible for you I I just I cookie dough has got to be cooked uh, just raw cookie dough no uh, Rick does say uh, ice cream with mustard what? Uh, I, I guess he's trying to trigger me um if I mean, I did see something cream. that somebody somebody said that ice cream with vanilla ice cream and soy sauces were really good for some reason. Where did you see that? 
I, I've seen people eat it. Like it's everywhere on the internet. It's like vir- it went viral uh, not too long too long ago. I'm so glad I didn't see that. All right. <laughs> I found out what would tri- what, what would have triggered Tricky. <laughs> Well, apparently it doesn't uh, take much to trigger Tricky because anything from the Midwest that we like, he has to shit on. Well, I'm, I'm about to shit on Rick. Uh, his last question. What is your favorite Tenacious D song and why is it Beelzeboss? Uh I'm just going to start this off by saying Tenacious D is a fucking abomination of a band and should never fucking exist. I love Jack Black, but his fucking music is horrible. With that being said, I'll go to Zach. And we played the first song that came to our heads. It just so happened to be. It was the best song in the world. Sorry, I just had to sing for Tricky real quick. Um, Matt G, Matt G just said he's unsubbed. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says, what the fuck, man? I like Jack Black, but his music is uh, is horrendous. Sorry. Sorry. It, w- it, w- it was worth it. Don't even lie to yourself. All right, so uh, do you have a favorite Tenacious D song? Um, yeah, yes and yes and no. I have a favorite Tenacious D movie because they only came out with one. All right, that makes I'll, you feel any better. Uh, the Pick of Destiny was really was 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 quite funny. Um, ooh, sorry, my leg itches right now. Um. I, I saw I, I saw Rick was singing Wonder Boy earlier. Well, that that uh oh, okay. Some answers from the chat. Sid says Wonder Boy. Rick says Riga Goo Goo Riga Goo Gog. Uh, Sid came back by saying High above the High above the Mucky Muck. Rick came back says There the crevice fill it with your mighty juice. Sid says Always do, buddy. Always do. And then Neil says Tribute. They're singing the song. Tribute's the best song. Okay. All right. Yeah, they're, they're singing the song, Tricky. There's, okay. no, there's no song called Goo Goo Gee Goo Goo Gaga. See, it's lyrics like that make them an abomination. Alex, do you have a favorite Tenacious D song? Tribute's the only one I know, so I, I yeah, I can't answer that one. Uh, Rick says Tenacious D is a fuck, for not fucking rules, and he says he's a better singer than actor, and he's a shit hot actor. I, I I don't know that I agree. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> I'm not a Tenacious D fan at all. All right, hater. Hey, at least I stand up for my principles. All right, so in an article uh, that Alex has been getting on me that I haven't talked about in uh, three weeks. To be very clear, I think everyone agree this is something we should talk about. Oh no, I agree we should because talk let's about be clear, it. you've already been. Uh, accused by Daryl of shilling for Naughty Dog this week, so uh, we are not going to talk about this game. No, we don't. We don't need to. Nope. But uh, I will. I, I will instantly sign off. We are not talking about this game. Absolutely not. <laughs> <coughs> all right. Uh, Rick says we all suck except for Zach. Ayo. Uh, okay. I just followed so, you on Twitter, Rick. I, I will undo. Well, it's fine. You can think I suck, but you're still following me, so whatever. Uh, the only reason we haven't talked about this is I was waiting for more information to come out because I thought this was uh, a clickbait article, but apparently there is some validity to it. So let's get into it. This is coming from The Verge. Uh, it's written by Tom Warren. Microsoft claims Sony is paying the block rights to keep games off of Xbox, pa- uh, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, so I'm going to read the article as quick as I can. 
Uh, go give it a click. Microsoft has claimed that Sony pays for, quote, blocking rights to stop developers from adding their content to Xbox Game Pass. The explosive games are part of documents uh, filed with Brazil's national competition regulator and part of a review of Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Quote, Microsoft's ability to continue expanding Game Pass has been hampered by Sony's desire to inhibit such growth, end quote. Claims Microsoft in an August 9th following to the Administrative Council for Economic Defense, as translated from Portuguese. Quote, Sony pays for blocking rights to prevent developers from adding content to Game Pass and other competing uh, subscription services, end quote. Does this mean Sony's evil and Microsoft is casually out here revealing some dastardly business practices? The reality is likely a little bit more complicated on both sides. Sony simply could be paying for exclusive rights to, for its own streaming services, or it may have clauses in some publishing contracts that prevent some games it publishes from being published on rival subscription services. It's not clear exactly what Microsoft is referring to here, but contracts for publishing games can be complex, particularly when the rights for streaming and subscription services are involved. Documents filed in the Epic Games versus Apple trial last year revealed Microsoft had been considering lowering the revenue split for PC games, quote, in exchange for the grant of streaming rights to Microsoft, end quote. If Microsoft had proceeded with its plans, that could have led to the streaming, the company securing exclusive streaming rights for some games, preventing them from being available on rival streaming services. It all depends on how publishing contracts are written, and both Microsoft and Sony regularly secure game exclusives that involve timed releases, console exclusivity, and lots of marketing dollars. Microsoft is attempting to convince Brazil's Cade, which is the, uh, go back up here, let me just, that was the, uh, uh, Administrative Council for Economic Defense. That's what Cade is. Uh, Microsoft is attempting to convince Cade regulator that it should wave through the company's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion, while the Federal Trade Commission is analyzing documents from Brazil and its acquisition, acquisition in the U.S. That, that the correspondence is private. That's not the case in Brazil, where this competition regulator offers up public documents to provide Unique insight into the business competition between Microsoft and Sony. This article keeps going on and on. I don't want to read this whole thing. All right. So basically, we got the gist. Uh, Microsoft is claiming that Sony's blocking the rights. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. So I'm going to go to Alex first because, Alex, you're the one who wanted to talk about this the most. Shouldn't we? I mean, Microsoft, there had come out that the uh, – because obviously the um – in Brazil, they would have to pass and say that yes, this this like the, like the FTC here in the U.S. like they would have to pass and say that yes, Microsoft can acquire Activision. Like there's a number of uh, councils, I guess, across the world, globally that have to approve this for Microsoft and, and Activision to go through. Uh, and Sony, in, in particular, there was kind of like some uh, hiccup in Brazil where, you know, Brazil had gone to Sony and said, hey, what do you think about this deal? And Sony had said that they can't possibly make anything that would be competition for Call of Duty if Call of Duty were to go exclusive to Microsoft, which Microsoft has said that it doesn't make any sense for them to make Call of Duty uh, exclusive. It wouldn't be as profitable as is uh, multi-platform. Uh, but that was the first thing that I saw that came out, and then there was this thing where Microsoft said that Sony were actively blocking, uh, you know, things from going to Game Pass. And so I, I think on the the thread that I saw on Facebook of this when it first came out, I commented that I'm playing the tiniest micro, the tiniest violin for Microsoft. I mean, honestly, I don't really feel bad for Microsoft at all. Um, but how many game companies have bought the rights exclusively, timed exclusive rights or exclusive rights to video games so that they couldn't be on another platform? I couldn't play Castle Crashers or Braid or Cuphead for a long time because Microsoft bought the rights for their console. 
So, or did, made some kind of like publishing deal. So, how is Sony doing this, blocking stuff from going to Game Pass? Not like any different than publishers paying for timed exclusive games, which completely blocks people from playing them on one console. Because Microsoft's done that in the past, Sony has done that in the past. They've all they both blocked games from going to the other person's console. So, how is that any better or worse than? someone saying well you can't put this on game pass because of something sony did like that to me blocking games from coming to consoles is worse than blocking games from going to game pass because at least if you're on xbox you can still pay for it and buy it and pc yeah like am am i just reading this wrong like i no i i agree with you 100 percent. and some comments from the chat rick says this is what game companies do sony did this to nintendo and sega back in the day Dupe says Nintendo still does it. Rick says, guess what Xbox did this to Sony and Nintendo back in the day? Dupe says, look at some of the Square Enix games that never made it to the PlayStation. Rick says, they all do it. It's not news. Breaking news. uh, Company tries to get leg up on competition. Dupe says, LOL. Uh, Dupe says, Microsoft, come over a bit salty here for me. Uh, And Rick says, the best-selling console in Brazil was the Sega Master System back in 2012. And then uh, Matt G says... Back when the original Destiny came out, Sony paid for extra exclusive PlayStation content. Uh, Dupe says, yep, didn't have a PS... Uh, PlayStation had a unique raid. I don't know that. Uh, uh, Matchy says it was a strike. And then Dupe says, or unique even, or something. Uh, so I never played Destiny, so I don't know. Zach, we'll throw this to you. Uh, what do you think? Like, is the... I think Dupe said it. Is Microsoft coming off salty here? No. Uh, and my, like I said, and and like Alex said, Microsoft has openly said that they'd lose too much money making something like Call of Duty an exclusive to their system. You know, they they're not they're not going to do that. What they're going to do is they're going to do like uh, most other companies would do is they're going to take a majority of the profits. They're going to take I don't know. They'll they'll probably take like a seventy five to eighty percent of the profits that are made from that game on different systems and and get and give Sony the other twenty percent. So I don't I don't I don't see where all the hubbub blue is. Like I kind of get it in a way because uh, it, it's kind of similar to when uh, T Mobile bought Sprint. They actually had that that decision took three years in the Supreme Court because they were trying they they were trying to say that. If T-Mobile buys Sprint, there's not going to be enough mobile companies, and that team that t- that the companies that were there, T-Mobile, AT&T, and Verizon, would all have uh, the ability to uh, essentially monopolize the system and raise their prices up. Which I mean, I do like I agree with that in a sense, but the, the, they're they're essentially saying the same thing here. Uh, it's it, it's not it's not that big. There are three major gaming companies. There's Nintendo, there's Sony, and there's Xbox. And that's that's it. There's no there's no if ands or buts. I mean, Steam Steam is a game selling platform. They're not a game producing platform. So, you know, being able to play most of these games all on one one central area, anyways, because we're getting PlayStation exclusives on on PC now is. You know, it, it it is what it is. They they can they they can sound salty. They can be pissed off all they want. So Sony sounds like Sony's really trying to play the power move here. Uh, Deuce Deuce wants to know: Is there a list of what games have been blocked? Uh, no, this this they're just claiming in a broad sense that Sony's uh, paying for exclusive rights or blocking it somehow. They did not say they didn't say exactly what it was. Um. Sony, Sony is is worried that Microsoft is going 
to go completely exclusive with Call of Duty. And that's never going to happen. No. Uh, that, that is their extreme worry. It, could it happen? Yes. 110%. It could, it could very much so happen if Microsoft wanted to be super greedy about it. I, I They're think not going to do that. They could because they would lose probably, let's say they'd lose probably about 50, 50 to 60% of their, their profits and their player base. I, I think what you should be more worried about is the fact that they come out with some exclusive content for Xbox more than they take Call of Duty off of the PlayStation. I mean, yeah, but I don't. Th- I, I still don't think they'll, they'll do that. I think we'll get content exclusive things for each of them, like like for for Warframe, for example. Like I I play Warframe and I get exclusive stuff on my exclusive. Uh, I get exclusive things from on my Xbox account because that's where I started it. I like that like Microsoft pays and Xbox pays to get like exclusive skins and stuff. I mean they're not nothing fancy, but I get them. Uh, Dupe says Microsoft has fuck you money that could easily make it exclusive. I agree, they could. All right, uh, else you have any final comments on this? No, I mean I can I can see why this would cheese Microsoft and piss them off, but I mean this doesn't seem like anything biz- different when it comes to the business the business of video games than has been done in the past. And I would say that making your stuff exclusive, like paying a third party to make your stuff their stuff exclusive to your console, where you completely block some people from buying it at all, is worse than Sony not letting stuff to go to Game Pass. So, and it doesn't. And does this just contain like, like isn't this just in Brazil? Like this is where this report emanated from as well was Brazil. Well, I don't think they're doing this well, no, in the U.S. Brazil. No, no, they're doing it all over. It's just coming out in Brazil because Brazil. The, the corporate uh, the corporate filings are public where in the United States they're private so because they're trying to they're they, they have to go through all the markets for the acquisition that somebody just looked at the Brazil uh, filings which were in Portuguese and then translated to say that Microsoft said this in their report of why they're trying to you know why they should be allowed to acquire Activision Blizzard this is part of the reasons why they're saying this is we could do this because it's not monopoly because Sony's actually trying to block it where we can't make our games exclusive. That's what they're saying. No. Well, I mean, what well, no, Sony's it'll, it'll it'll never pass. Sony has exclusive games. Xbox has exclusive games. That's how it's always been. I mean, shit. If you want to talk about the company that's like almost one of the worst with exclusive games, Nintendo. There are so many games on Nintendo that you, you you're never going to touch on PC. You're never going to touch on Xbox. You're never going to touch on PlayStation. Yeah, you're never going to get a Mario game or a Zelda game on PC. Hell no. Like we're lucky that everything started spreading out the way it has lately. Like we've we've gotten Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts used to be Nintendo handhelds. Uh, well, and, and, to be fair, and, that started on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Granted, like I said, but like you know, like there have been steps in the right direction. Like now, you can play Cuphead on PC and uh, and and PlayStation. Like right. they're 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 making they're they're making efforts. So that so and, and, so that's great. Um. But like I don't know that them being like oh no exclusives ever is kind of a, is kind of ridiculous uh, because we could, because them having exclusives on each of their consoles is only going to drive their sales up more because I want to play God of War Ragnarok can't play it on my Xbox gotta have a PlayStation service whether that's PlayStation Plus or or PlayStation itself. All right, some comments from the chat. Uh, 
Rick says Microsoft can do whatever they want with their money. They're really surprised they haven't decided to make any good games with it. Dupe says Starfield is the only game he's excited about for the Xbox-wise. Uh, Matt G says, I've got plenty of Mario and Zelda games on my PC. I don't know how that's possible. Uh, Rick says Elder Scrolls 6 in 2033, baby. Dupe says 100% correct. Uh, Nintendo is the worst at holding everything. Rick says uh, the good ones to write, Ender. Uh, <laughs> and Dupe says Elder Scrolls will come to P- PlayStation, I think. Um, and Because Microsoft sees Skyrim cash. No, it's facts. 110%. So everybody's worried because we've been having, like, over the past two years, we've been having this whole company... Uh, buy-up type deal between the between the two companies, and Microsoft's been buying a lot of game studios, which understandable, understandable. You're worried about it, but at the same time, like they're both businessmen, or like they're they're both large companies that understand how business works here. They're not going to jeopardize their business by becoming greedy with their own system. The day they become the the day they become greedy is the day we see the fall of the gaming industry as we know it, and that'll never happen. Matt G says Breath of the Wild is on PC. He's got to be talking about emulators, right? Yeah, that that never he's came out smart. on PC. Yeah, no, he's he's talking. Yeah, he's yeah. He's just being the smartest. All right, all right. Moving on. Uh, I'm not going to go through. We're going to talk about Gamescom real quick. Open a night live. Uh, I am not going to go over everything like this because me and Daryl recorded a Patreon-exclusive episode covering all this. So uh, I'm not going to go over everything, but I'm going to talk about a few things here. Uh, One, the DualSense Edge was announced. Mm, Of course, that was the first thing you go to. Well, Well, Tricky has this thing for the DualSense. I think Tricky counts like when, when it's, you know, like... A big holiday dinner. I think Tricky has a seat for his own daughter, but also for the DualSense as well, because he loves that thing. Uh, I, I am buying the DualSense Edge. Uh, it is uh, Sony's response to the Xbox Elite controller. This has back buttons, programmable buttons. Uh, I'm definitely excited to buy this. You no know, there's price. a company that's been doing that for years for both you call, consoles. You talk about a scuff? Yeah, it's, it's magic, see? It's real pretty. It has little buttons on the back. Exactly, and, and, and they make them for both companies, and it's hey, it's great. Exactly. Yep. Look at look at Twitch right now. Are you flipping me off? No. I have a scuff controller. For the yeah, uh, uh, see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's it's. But uh, yeah, go check that out. Uh, <laughs> Rick says I'll join you there, Patreon next week, but we have to put out uh, weekly content. I'm trying to get it done. I gotta get Alex and Yield what, on board. Weekly con- oh, you mean uh, like extra content? Okay, I had an idea for Patreon. that I wanted to pass along to the to the folks, mainly to Tricky, but also we got Zach here, and uh, he's a podcasting pro. We also got you know the people in the chat. So, what if we had like just like <clears throat> um, something we released every month, like the cutting room floor, like maybe topics that weren't like huge enough to talk about but stuff we could put like before like just chat about at the beginning of every episode like if you're on the stream you would know about them but we would just kind of cut those out and cobble them together to make like a bunch of like us nonsense talking about smaller stories before the show and we could just make those into one show Uh, that's what i that's what i plan to do don't you steal my ideas and call them your own i call i told you about this idea if it makes makes you feel better in all in all fairness uh 
there's usually a yearly episode that's like four hours long of all the stupid conversations we have. An, an omnibus. Uh, yep, it's just like here. It's it's like uh, what's a good way to put it? It's like the uh, the deleted scenes at the end of a movie. The bloopers. It's like a blooper reel. Uh, Deuce, Deuce wants to know: Do you need an elite controller to play? My name is Mayo Five. Yes. Uh, un- unfortunately, because you're gonna have to you have to touch the top of twenty mayo jars. Unfortunately, the Mayo series is done. They they said it was only gonna be a trilogy. Uh, Rick says he'll do some monthly content for the Patreon. Absolutely, Rick. I will set it up with you. I will do some Patreon content with you, especially since it's probably easier to do with you guys across the pond, only because of the fact that uh, I work until 3 o'clock in the morning, which is 8 o'clock in the morning for you guys, so it lines up where uh, nobody's really around for me to do the content when I'm, if unless it's my day off, which is Sunday, which is why we're recording today. Uh, okay, so going through here real quick. Uh... I, I want to call it a swerve because a lot of people that watched uh, Open Night Live, they saw the trailer for this game and immediately thought it was Bloodborne 2. But uh, Lords of the Fallen gets a... It's, it's a little confusing because this was Lords of the Fallen 2. But this is a sequel. This is not a remake. But for some reason, they're still calling it Lords of the Fallen. Uh, they just dropped the number two from the thing. So... Uh, the I, think new, it, I think it had a longer name, actually. It just it just said uh, previously titled Lords of the Fallen Two. That's all it says. Yeah, but I think its new name is different. Okay, uh, we got new tales from the Borderlands. It's been officially revealed. It's coming out on October twenty first. Still don't know if this is going to be like a Telltale style, uh, you know, point and click adventure. Um, they they haven't really given too much information on it um, in regards to that. Uh, they did say that it's going to be a new story, though, and it's not going to be the same characters, which yep. a lot of people are sounding like they're pretty upset about, honestly. Uh, Dupe says, uh, from the chat, he says, I like other podcasts you do with the closer look at uh, certain games. I can't remember the name. Uh, PG Spoilers, was it? Yeah, PG Spoilers was basically our uh, our version of community shows. If you guys wanted to do uh, your own podcast, you just record it, uh, do whatever editing you want, and I released it as long as it didn't, uh, you know, Across uh, too many, uh, too many lines, I put it out. So yeah, if if you guys out there want to do a uh, podcast, uh, just send it to me, and I will post it on PG Spoilers. It's uh, that's a community podcast feed. Uh, but Daryl was in charge of that before he left to go back and uh, reboot uh, the Loop Bros. All right, uh, going back to the article, I called it a, a yield ass game. Tortuga, a pirate's tale, uh, was announced. Uh, do do uh, Gotham Knights finally got a re- got finally uh, got an earlier release date, uh, four yeah. days earlier, and we got a villains trailer, which is freaking immaculate. We get to see that it's not just the Court of Owls. We got Mister Freeze and Harley and Clayface. And I'm super excited for that game. Yeah, but you know the only disappointment about that is that none of the original uh, voices from the other Arkham games are doing it. It's all new actors. Well, I'm, so I'm not going to remember who voiced Clayface in Batman Arkham City, so I think we're fine there. No, but 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 you know Kevin Conroy did the voice of Batman. You know Tara Strong did the voice of Harley Quinn. Well, I, I did not know who Batman's voiced Harley Quinn, but game. I can leave that up to you, sir. You will always remember who voiced Harley Quinn. I did know about Kevin Conroy oh, because uh, Kevin Conroy is Batman. Uh, uh, Rick says there's an uh, Elstorm song about Tortuga. Uh, now... One thing I'm going to bring up to you guys, uh, Alex, uh, this might intrigue you. I don't think it will. Zach, I don't know how you feel about this. There's been a new Souls-like game 
that uh, was announced. Lies Col- of P. Lies of P. You mean the one about so Pinocchio, the- that lying little son of a bitch? Yes. So, so, so if so, it, the cool thing about it is, and they discussed it a little bit more when they did the live panel from the Xbox booth. Um, they kind of explained the weapon system and stuff, and it's going to be different in the sense where. Um, you're gonna have like a weapon type, and you're gonna find different. You can find different pieces to that weapon, and you can actually modify them and throw them together in different combinations. Um, and, and they'll they'll yield different effects, which is gonna. I I think that's pretty fucking immaculate. Instead of going out and picking up, hey, I just dropped this great sword to pick up this great sword, or I've upgraded this great sword so much, but now I need now, now I need to go get this one, and I'm gonna lose all the progress that I put into this one. You're, you're like, cool. I picked up this piece, so I can throw this piece on here. Now I was gonna do this, this, and this. All right, uh, Rick says, as long as Troy Baker is not in Gotham Knights, he's okay with it. Um, no. No. All right. So, Alex, there is a game here that I wanted to bring your attention to. I don't know if you watched the trailer for it. Um, yes, you, you do know if I watched the trailer or not. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Alex did not watch the trailer for this. Hey, you do know. You, uh, after the, all these years, you do know me. Like, I... <laughs> Man, look, I I don't pay. I tagged I tagged you in this in the Facebook I, group, so I figured you. I don't you pay would attention to it. any of these shows at all anymore, which is why I don't really care so no. much about E three. Is I just don't pay attention. But I tagged you in the Facebook to tell you that uh, this is the. Uh, well, you keep your hands this off. This is the game you should check tagging me. Uh, anyway, the game's called Where Winds Meet. Uh, it's an open world set in medieval China. Uh, according to IGN for the article, it says Everstone Games hey. has not has announced you, Where Winds Meet, an open-world right. RPG set in the Ten Kingdoms era of medieval China. The reveal trailer shows the game's studded environments alongside various gameplay elements, including hunting, combat, horseback riding, and more. The game promises a ton of player choice with the ability to join or influence different kingdoms or literally go in a different direction by becoming a wanderer, a doctor, a merchant, and more. Uh, I looked at this, and I got really God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, Assassin's Creed, and Horizon vibes as all this. All those games seem to fit right into this. You, you missed one, sir. It, it, it literally is... Uh, it's it's fu- it's feudal Skyrim. That's all it is. So, uh, Alex... Feudal Skyrim. Do whatever you I, want. I know you haven't watched the trailer, but does that sound like a game that it, uh, intrigues you at all? Well, I think that Zach's kind of analogy there to feudal Skyrim is a lot better because it helps you pin down. Because like with all four of those other games, it's kind of like... Your head's like, well, how the heck does this all fit together? Uh, you know, aside from, like, open-world sandbox play. But personally, I've, I've never... If I had played Skyrim, I might be a little more excited. I've never played Skyrim or any of the Elder Scrolls games. So that doesn't sell Ooh. it all to me. Although I will say that everyone who's ever talked about Skyrim in my presence has been very has had very, very flowery, nice things to say about that. So I don't doubt that Skyrim's a great game and that um, one set in feudal China... Sure. There a reason you haven't played Skyrim? It, it well, recently the size of it. Okay. I mean, that's. I, I mean, I guess I've never been that attached to the Elder Scrolls games, so not having played any of the other ones, like I wasn't jumping at the bit to the Skyrim. And after a certain amount of time not playing it, the idea of playing it becomes harder and harder because you've gone so long without it that it just just like, well, I'm not really missing anything, regardless of whether I am or not. <laughs> it's like Doctor Who, mm. like Doctor Who. Ashley wants to watch Doctor Who, but I, I mean, I'm willing to, but I'm not, like, I don't have a strong desire to watch it because it's been out for so long and I haven't watched it, so, like, what am I really missing? 
A lot, probably, but... All right. Yeah, I, I, I gave it, I, I gave Doctor Who a shot. My wife has watched quite a bit of it and then stopped it. It, it, it is kind of on that, that same fence, but the good thing about Skyrim is, is then the Elder Scrolls series is they do tie in to a certain extent lore-wise, like country-wise and like all that stuff like that, but you don't have to, to understand Morrowind and Oblivion to understand Skyrim. Okay. And Skyrim I- is just a fantastic game, and so you could probably put... If you play just main storyline, uh, you probably put about 25 hours into it. Oh. You'll have finished everything. Zach, you I would not just All focus right. on main storyline. I would need to do everything. And then, well, some of the DLC is some of the most fun things, too. Um, the uh, the vampire DLC is probably one of my favorite. But uh, Hold on. I got to... Some people are saying they'll pay for the Patreon. But, uh, well, hold on. Right. Before we move on, I, I do say that I think that, honestly, in... Like, I don't know, may, maybe this game... I mean, I'll, I'll watch the game, the trailer at some point, but I think that something that's more fantasy-based, like Skyrim, would be a little bit more in my league than, say, something like just set in feudal China. I mean, yes, I do love Ghost of Tsushima, but it's more like... It's not just the fact that it's samurais, it's the fact that the gameplay is fantastic and the world looks just so beautiful. Like, it's it, it's not just the concept of samurais, so... Um, so yeah, I mean that tra- I, that tra- that trailer gave us an overlook, and it 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 looks gorgeous. So if you like Ghost, I'm sure you'll you you would uh, enjoy uh, the setting and right, style so of this game. Rick Rick says fuel Skyrim, uh, interest is peaked. Uh, Dupe says play Skyrim for God's sakes, play Skyrim. Uh, Rick wants to know, Alex, do you even game, bro? What did you say to me? What did you say to me? <laughs> I mean, I do. It's just you know. I don't, man. If that's the only thing you're gonna call me out on is is like, for my gamer card, it's, it's not playing Skyrim. Then I guess I'm doing all right. But, and like, and all right, not not hate for uh, Skyrim. I just haven't played any Elder Scrolls games. All right, Dupe says fuck Doctor Who, play Skyrim though. Uh, it's it's and not then, a choice of one or the other. <laughs> all right, and uh, Rick has a challenge for you, uh, Alex. Oh, God damn it. Rick says, Patreon level, I'll pay $20 a month for three months for Alex to play Skyrim. Why did, why did we have to bring this up on the show? So that, uh... it's, in, it's in the chat. I gotta res- you got to oh, respond I, to it. How long does the platinum sorry, take? <laughs> uh, here, let me, look at, let me look up the average. All right. Uh, as Dupe says, he'll pay on the Patreon to recommend games. He'll pay. Uh, I'd make uh, Tricky play proper games. Because uh, I know the Loot Bros, yeah. they do something like this where, you know, you the community, uh, if you contribute, the, you get to pick games that, you know, the hosts get to play. Right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got, we got some more from the chat here. Uh, Rick says you would love Skyrim. Dupe says you really would. Dupe says make him do it. Don't feed him until he plays it. Rick says, oh, shit, I pissed off Alex. And Dupe says, yeah, Alex is hardcore. And then Neptune Princess comes in and says he feeds himself for the most part. Yeah, because sometimes I will just go yeah. out downstairs Why and, not? like, steam up some Brussels sprouts like a weirdo. And uh, Ashley be like, what the hell are you eating? And, uh, and yeah. Uh, Dupe, Dupe says he has all his bases covered. And then Rick says, plat hours, just focus on that. It should be really easy, about 20 hours. Platinum for Skyrim? The, 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 no, the platinum for Skyrim takes about... Uh, if you want a hundred percent the whole game, it's about two hundred and eleven. Wow! <laughs> right, I'm, I'm, I'll be right back while you guys Look, discuss I, this. I'll be. Back. I will think about this. I can't give an honest answer now. Honestly, though, like 
I appreciate the willingness to like donate, but at the same time, like I would rather people donate to the podcast because they get enough content and they're sated by the content and enjoy the content we put out rather than me just playing a game. I mean, I figure like, I mean, maybe if I was, you see, but if this is your first time playing it and and we can get your thoughts on it, that's, that's a whole separate ball game. Well, see, that's that, that's that little, that's a little extra content, you know, you'd be getting for the, for, for doing it. Um, let's see. PS5, Skyrim. Because, like, it would be, it would be also Club. DLCs, too, because they've got released DLC for that game, too, right? Uh, so, they, the, they, they've had DLC. It's, uh, it's all, it's, there, there's, a there's a Legendary Edition. So, yeah, do, 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 Currently, on the PS5, there's only 2,754 people that have achieved the problem. Woo! But it's only but but it's it's only considered rare and it's it's sixteen point seven one percent of the people that have played the game. Uh, I I can't give an answer right now because that is a large chunk of time and I would have to get the platinum um, and probably a hundred percent because I I if I if I can't get the hundred percent I like to so I can't answer that now uh, but I'll think about it maybe maybe next week I'll give an answer to but that's that's a big ass game to devote to and if I was to play it I would want to stream most as much as I could. Uh, to give people my thoughts, and so you know, people who have played it could you know maybe relive moments that they've played. But yeah, that's a that's a big time investment. It it, it is, but it's uh, I mean I uh, all right. So the first person to achieve the platinum on on uh, on PS five, it took them one day and three hours to platinum. The, one the day game. and three hours. They they must not have stopped. Uh, maybe because uh, so to achieve the platinum, you only have to collect the the fifty base trophies. You don't have to collect all seventy five, I believe. Be I don't I don't think it's counting uh DLC. Yeah, trophies. DLC. Yeah, DLC trophies are never um counted as part of the platinum. Just everything on the on the disc or on the. Yep. So it's so only fifty, which isn't terrible. All right, uh, I'm back. Some comments from the chat. Uh, Ashley says, "Rick, it's like you've never met Alex." Technically, he never has. Uh, I mean, we podcasted together, but as far as a handshake and a uh, how do you do, that hadn't happened yet. Rick wants to know who the fuck eats Brussels sprouts on their own. Uh, uh, me, says, it's like you've never met me. Me? I do, 110%. They're just baby cabbages. Ashley says he literally has to finish every shadowy corner of every game or he can't keep existing. So, let, so uh, a little story to this. Um, and... Uh, so I talked to Tricky about this. I called him midweek. Cause I, I was about to say, I was wondering if you could tell this story. So uh, recently, uh, we went to one of our local game shops, our indie game shops. Uh, Ashley had bought a copy of or- Dragon Age Origins to play on the PS3. And we had loaded up loaded up and everything, and she just started playing. And I didn't think about it. And, like Neither one of us thought about it, but she was playing on my account on the PS3. And she earned two trophies. Now, luckily, this was not tied to the internet, because otherwise, so it wasn't synced. And I just reset, reformatted the PlayStation 3 so I wouldn't get credit for those trophies and then have to play all of Dragon Age Origins to get the Platinum Trophy. Um, but yeah, I had to uh, reformat my PS3 because of uh, a couple accidental Platinums that Ashley earned on the console. Trophies, not Oh, oh yeah, trophies, yes, yes. So. Uh, yeah, so, okay. Going back to the comments, uh, Rick says he platted... Uh, Skyrim in 20 hours. Dupe says the last time he did it was 30-ish. Uh, the first time from Rick, the first time was a lot more. Dupe says that's not likely the first playthrough. 
Uh, well, 100% is a lot more. Ashley says, I'd rather he didn't play... I'd rather he play didn't play games I love, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Ashley says, you could help him. Uh, Ashley says, absolutely not. Rick says, he needs to play this game. Dupe says, you could teach him the, self, the ways of Stealthy Archer. Ashley says, you won't like it, and he will complain the entire time. Rick says, it's an easy trophy list. Ashley says, I also also only play caster classes. Rick says, if he won't like it, then we don't need to hear about that. Uh, <laughs> Dupe says, Alex is a real gamer. I'm guessing he loves Skyrim, but takes but it takes over his life. Rick says, I've never met a guy that lives 2,500 miles away from me. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like I've never met a guy that lives 2,500 miles away from me. Uh, Ashley says, it's like you've never heard him talk about games at length on a weekly podcast. Look, if, if, there, uh, if there's time, you know, I, I will consider playing it. If there's time this, this fall, like Calibone Collection's coming out this week, and it's really the only game that I know of. That I'm, I'm not buying God of War right away. I'm, I just, well, I say that, but I, I'm planning to. You're going to buy it right what? away. Did you, hear about the, did you hear about the trophy list for the Calibone yeah, Collection? Yeah, I heard. It's, 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 okay, so I posted this in Trophy Horse because it's what? Two silvers and no, no. How many? Wait, is it three? I can't remember. There's like at least eight gold trophies and a few silvers, and that's there's no bronze at all. It's all gold and silver and mostly gold. And people and I was talking to this with Joe and J- JT and I were even talking about this because I was curious how they would handle in the backlog beatdown points for this. But Joe was saying to me that um, you could essentially there's level select, which is I mean a good feature if you want to fight a certain boss, but also. You can apparently skip, do level select to the end of the game and just beat the game that way and get a trophy. Like, apparently, I think JT was saying it's like an under-hour platinum. Which, which who knows, they may may patch that come day one now that they figure that out. But uh, so far, I've heard that you can just level select to the end of the game and then beat that and then get the, tro- the, pl- the trophy. But yeah, essentially, we had, uh, to get the platinum trophy in Calibone Collection, you just have to beat all of the games. That's all you gotta do. There's no speed runs, there's right. no stuff like that, no collection, no nothing like that. Just beat the game, and you get a trophy for beating the game, and then you get the platinum trophy for every game. Uh, okay. Uh, last thing is from the, the chat that we're going to go through. Uh, all I hear uh, from Alex is he's a real gamer. I don't see him not liking one of the greatest games ever. Ashley says, you don't even have to buy Skyrim because she owns it on the PS4. Dupe says, you have no, zero excuses. Rick says, three months at $20. You have 12 months to finish the main quest. Answer next week. Uh, Dupe says, he'll be disappointed if you hate Skyrim. Uh, and then said, uh, Ashley says, that's why I don't want him to play. I don't think he will like it, and I'll have to move out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rick says, he thinks Dupes will match it. Uh, he, he will match the $20 for the three months if Ashley will play uh, Dino Kuni. All right, so all right, we're done with that. Yeah, if 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 I decide uh, to do it, I will stream as much as I possibly can because I, I mean, if you, I don't think anybody gets anything out of me playing it in my house, in my privacy of my own home, and not seeing me play it. So I figure that's something at the very least I would want to stream. But yeah, we we could we could do a uh, Skyrim Wednesdays. Y'all just gonna jump into a chat with me and I, I'll, I'll oh and for oh and for the love of God, if you play that game, please don't play it in third person mode. Oh really? <laughs> please, please don't. Oh, that wait, hurts wait. my soul every time I see may, somebody may play I, it in third person. Tricky would, but may I ask why? It just doesn't look good in third person. 
it doesn't look as good. It, it, it and it it doesn't control. It doesn't feel like it controls the same. They they did that because after like ESO came out, they saw an influx of people playing Skyrim, and ESO is a third person MMORPG based in the Elder Scrolls universe. So it just it, it's not the cup of tea. Ah, all right. Yeah, I, I have no uh, issues playing Rick's, it first person. Rick says that's, it's the that's first tricky thing. Yeah, Rick yeah. says it. it <laughs> Rick is said an it's FPS. an FPS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would only play in third person only because I can't stand first person games. They make you sick, we know. No, I just can't control them. Uh, Alright, going back to the original article. Yeah, they make you sick. <coughs> uh, we, we're not even going to talk about the official Pokemon Mini Cooper. Which yeah. I don't eh. understand at all. Eh. Uh, and then the last thing they revealed was Dead Island 2 is real and it's coming out February 3rd. Gus, give me more. All right, so that's all of our articles. Uh, Rick just says uh, when you stream it, or Dupe says, oh, yeah, Rick and Dupe said they both watch you play Skyrim, Alex. Uh, just try to stream it at a reasonable time for the UK. Gotcha. Will do. All right. So that is going to wrap up the show. Uh, we're approaching the two-hour mark. Let's do some shout-outs. Zach, we'll start with you. Uh, shout out to the uh, the thing that stemmed from the Proven Gamer Network, the Loot Bros Podcast. Uh, you can uh, check us out wherever you can find Tricky. You can find us. Uh, big shout out to Tricky for having me on tonight. Thank you, uh, Tricky and Alex, for the conversations. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for all the viewers coming out and chatting with us. Thank you, uh, Rick, for reminding me how handsome I was for the past two hours. I appreciate it. Um, big shout out to my wife for allowing me to take a Sunday, which is not one of my normal days off. Uh, to or a Sunday, which is not one of my normal days to do my thing, and allowing me to podcast with you guys, I appreciate it. Yes, thank you to her. Yes, uh, thank you to all the wives and the girlfriends and the fiancés and all that stuff that uh, allow you guys to join us. Yeah, it's, it's House of the Dragon uh, Day. I mean, in all fairness, though, I don't think uh, Alex could have dealt with Tricky by himself for two hours. Oh yeah, we, we, we would kill each other. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, behind a little behind the scenes, I kind of pissed off Alex before the show even started. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, I was gonna say if you were on the stream, you would have heard that from the phone. Oh no, Correct. I had I, I I had it muted. So. Oh, you didn't have it muted in Skype. I heard that. I I heard it loud and clear. Oh no, you heard it. The 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 Twitch didn't hear it. <laughs> All right, so uh, Alex, your shout out, sir. I want to give a shout out to the community, the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire, the shruffy horrors. I mean, we, we got some of y'all in the chat firing off questions, which is why I love this doing this thing in real time with you all and streaming is because people can ask questions, they can comment, and we can get more of you all in the conversation. So definitely think the move to Twitch was a great thing. But thank you for continuing to support the show because it's the entire reason we do it. Uh, and we, we love the community and everything you guys bring to us. Give a shout out to Tricky, as well as to Yield, who was celebrating a birthday. Hopefully they had some good cake at that birthday party, and uh, there were no creepy murderous clowns there. Uh, and, uh, of course, a big shout out to Zach for coming on. Had uh, Zach on now a couple times in the last six months, and uh, been a great show every time. So thank you, Zach, for spending some of your time with us. Of course. And uh, last but not least, give a shout out to my awesome and loving girlfriend, Ashley, who likes Skyrim. And, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that uh, we typ typically her and I... We like different styles of games, although we both seem to like It Takes Two. But who knows, maybe Skyrim is one of those games that we would both mesh on. So, uh, anyway, I love you, hun, and uh, that's going to be the end of the shoutouts. 
Alex, are you afraid of clowns? I'm not afraid of clowns. I don't have that phobia, but again, like, John Wayne Gacy was a thing, and no one wants John Wayne Gacy hanging around their kid's birthday party. Oh, the only reason I asked that is because I skipped over one of the games at Gamescom. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is becoming. Yes, I've seen that movie before. N- no one asked. No one. No one asked for that. That 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 movie is what from? No is one that from asked the, for this. The early nineties, the eighties, because I've seen. It's 80s. from the nineties. No, it's from the eighties. Is it really? Yeah. It was. Yeah. No one asked for this game. Can we just? Can we? Can we it, apparently, it's a three versus game? seven title. <laughs> you mean some? You mean something like like, uh, like you've got kids versus the clowns, and it's kind of like Friday the Thirteenth, where. You, or the Predator game? I think that's what they're going for, oh. yeah. Yeah, take a Friday the 13th, it's just three on seven. That's, yeah, honestly, I want to see how the game turns out. Because, you know, having seen Killer the Killer Clowns from Outer Space multiple times and knowing how ridiculous it is, like, sure, let's go for it. But I, I cannot promise that I'm ever going to spend any money on that game because it also sounds ridiculous. It does sound ridiculous. We'll do what Friday uh, the 13th did and just wait until it uh, it, it pops up on, on PlayStation Premium. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all the listeners. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Rick, Dupes, uh, Skins, uh, Ashley, Matt G, uh, everybody in there. If I missed you, I apologize. Uh, thank you very much for joining the chat. Uh, your interactions on Twitch are make this uh, make this more enjoyable to do the show. Uh, we get the real-time reactions, as Alex says. Uh, shout out to Sweet Mama D, who starts high school tomorrow. Man, she's making me old. Uh, she makes me feel very old. I have a, a daughter in high school now. That's a little scary. Uh, shout out to all the listeners. Thank you very much. Appreciate you guys showing up. Uh, uh, one last thing. Uh, Ashley says she apparently showed up to hear you slander Doctor Who, Alex. I didn't. I wasn't slandering Doctor Uh-oh. Who. I didn't say it was a bad show. I just saying that it, you know I was willing to watch it, but just like I, I don't know. There's just one. It's one of those shows that has so much history that, like, I feel like we got to start from the beginning, even though Ashley says we don't. And it's just super intimidating when you've gone years and years without watching this thing, and then it's like, oh, there's all these seasons and all these episodes. It's not the easiest thing to sit down and start. You should start from the beginning. I will not agree with her on that. The the beginning is way better, and it kind of explains some of the lore. It'll help you understand the later seasons. All right. Well, also tricky. You say that Tweetbody going to high school makes you feel old. How the how do you think it makes us feel podcasting with you for so long? It's like, man, we've been doing this for ten years, and uh, she was a lot. It's like kids and like people who have kids, like where you know that I've worked with my team members at work. Like their kids are like graduating high school and stuff. It's like, my God, how long have I been working here? I, yeah, I started this podcast when she was two. That, Twelve yeah. years. She, she's going to be 14 in October. So, All right. Uh, let's close out the show. Thank you very much. And if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Later. Later.
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs> <laughs> 